All right, today's daf is daf kuf Tess. We are going to begin on daf kuf yud ches. Mitzvah Shem, we're going to finish the mesefta today of a kama 119 blot. Um, and let's go. So we're holding Omar Mar. We started already yesterday, the second Mishnah, the last Mishnah, Omar Mar. Omar Mar, the Bryce says, Leichem mehen, saying, one may, kuf yud ches, let's kuf yud ches, one may purchase from them four or five sheep or four or five fleeces at a time. So it says, Now, it can be said that we may buy four sheep, right? As we said, it's unlikely that the shepherd would steal such a large... Shepherds are ganovim, but this amount, it's unlikely for them to start stealing such a large quantity at one time. So the question is, is it necessary for the Mishnah to say this, or the Brisa to say this? So when it comes what he means to say is that one may purchase four sheep out of a flock consisting of five sheep. And it's reasonable to assume that the shepherd would not attempt to steal four-fifths of the owner's flock. Four sheep may be purchased from a shepherd of a small flock, and five may be purchased from the shepherd of a large flock. The Mar says, for one second, you say, you say that a person can purchase four from them, four or five sheep, or four or five fleeces at time, which is mashma. Arba b'cham b'shin. Abba shalish lo, dafka four or five, but not three. Aim a seifa. Now, let's look at the seifa. Abba l'shdei tzei, which is mashma. You can't purchase two, but hashalish l'vina. You could purchase at least three at a time from the shepherd. So, the says, le'kashe, this is not a question. Ha b'braisa, the first, the, the case which permits the purchase of three sheep is discussing a case where, sorry, where the sheep are like strong, they're robust, and therefore the owner is more attentive to them and will notice if they are missing. The case which asks the purchase of three sheep is discussing a case where the sheep are frail. So the owner does not care about them as much, and it's possible that he would not notice only if only three of them went missing. The price is in a minute to buy three. So if it's Kishasa, yeah, you're not allowed per minute to buy because we, we assume that the guy stole her from right. from the owner. Now, Rabbi Yudha, Amen, Rabbi Yudha says, Bayosis Lechemehem, we may purchase domesticated animals from them. Bayosis, Ain Lechemehem, we may not purchase desert animals from them. They asked the Shaila, Rabbi Yudha, Aresha Koyay, Lechumra. Is Rabbi Yudha referring to the first case? And it's a Chumra, or perhaps he's referring to the later case. And a Lukula, and a statement is a leniency. So, and the Gemara explains, Are He's referring to the first case of the Chumrah, and therefore his statement is a stringency. He says, The woman purchased four or five sheep from them. And this this statement applies only to the Bayoses, domestic animals. But with regards to desert animals, even four or five sheep, one may not purchase. Or is he saying, No, or perhaps. It's referring to the later clause of the leniency of the kula, and it will be a kula Damar. As he was saying, Damar, he says, I will state, same will state gizin. One may not purchase two sheep, and similar, one may not purchase two fleeces. Will I state gizin? This is only in regards to desert animals. But with regards to domesticated animals, one may purchase even two animals. So is it a chumra or a kula? The more adds, the more presents an answer. Tashma, come and we'll bring our raya to the shayla. The time you learned that a bride said, Read the email. Read the says, Leithen by Yossi's. You got the picture? Yes, my phone's Okay. Okay. Leithen, you want me to post in the group? 
one may purchase domesticated animals from them, and one may not purchase desert animals from them. Well, one may always purchase four or five sheep from them. Now, so he says, when the fact that he said that four or five animals may always be purchased is, must be, then the statement is referring to the later case. And the is going with a kula. You can learn from here that a biuda is taka, his kavana is as a kula. Mishnah says, let me shame the pages, and one may not purchase wood and produce from produce, from produce wash. Rav purchased grape vine branches from a sharecropper. But then we learn the Mishnah that one may not purchase wood and produce from produce watchmen. So well, hey, Rav said to him, This is in regards to a watchman. He has no share of the land in itself. But with regard to a sharecropper, the Eastly Bikabe, he does have a share in the in this. He is he could say that he's he's selling merchandise from his own share of the land. And since it's plausible that the sharecropper is selling his own property, it's permitted to buy from him. Now, the Gemara cites a Raisa, which discusses purchasing items from a watchman. When it comes to, with regards to produce, the produce watchmen, when we purchase produce from them, when they are sitting, I'm sorry, and selling the produce, and baskets are before them, with funny lifnim. And scales are before them. As in these circumstances, it's reasonable to assume that they are not selling stolen merchandise. Which is, yes. And to turn it with Nam, so 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 then was and the baskets before them, and with turning with Nam, the scales before them. As in these circumstances, it's reasonable to assume that they are not selling stolen merchandise. In all these cases that we said, that he said to the buyer, Hatmin, if the guy said, conceal your, conceal your purchase, it's also to purchase from them, as a good reason to suspect that the merchandise is gigantic and stolen. Um, one may purchase from a watchman from the entrance of the garden, but not from the back of the garden, because if the produce is being sold, then there's concern that it might have been stolen. Let's say It's marked. It was stated, Gazlan, with regard to a robber, from when is it permitted to purchase items from him? Rav says it's also until the majority of the possessions are from his own property. In other words, property that he obtained legally. And Shmuel says, Shmuel says it's permitted to purchase items from a known Ganiv, even if only the majority of his possessions are in are from his own property. Omar says, his attendants in accordance with the statement who says that it's permitted to purchase items from an own robber even if only a minority of his possessions are from his own property in accordance to the opinion of Shmuel. Mamin Musser, with regards to the property of a Maser, an informer, a person who informs Goyim the whereabouts of another property which is facilitating its theft or misuse. So now there's a Maslai. One says it's permitted to physically destroy it. And one says it's permitted, it's prohibited, it's also to physically destroy it. According to the one who says it's permitted to physically destroy it. And the 
Moses' property, you're allowed to kill him. So, so in other words, that uh, should not be subject to more stringent Allah than his body. So, if it's permitted to physically harm or even kill the Moses, it's, it's it's for sure it's reasonable to assume that you can destroy the property. But according to the one who says it's also to destroy it, Dilma have a zadam Perhaps I'll have good children. and it's written, the wicked may prepare, but he shall put it on. Finish your mother, you don't take it on the kids, even if the father is a gun. says, had a certain sheercropper to have a tuckle, He would he would weigh the field's produce and give the Prisda his portion. Salke, which was very precise. I weigh the pros and take his own portion. Karan Afshayd, if Chizda said about him, Salke, so if Chizda dismissed him. Karan Afshayd, he read about him that the Safal Asad is Chayte, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the righteousness. What did he do wrong to be? No, because he was too, there must have been something. Afshim Megalach. Yeah. It was like he's doing everything by the by the you know, year customer many years ago. Yeah. So I think this came out to to forty thousand to two hundred Okay, right there. Okay, the now examines uh, different pertaining to for what is the hope of the uh, of the of the godless do he profits when Hashem takes away his soul? One says that, what does it mean Hashem takes away his soul is referring to the soul of the robbed? One says it's referring to the soul of the robber. According to the one who says that it's referring to the soul of the robbed, so are the ways of everyone that is greedy for profit. Souls of the robbed, as it's written, and the one who says that it's referring to, and let me just back up. According to the one who says it's the soul that robbed, so are the ways of every one that is greedy for profit, it takes away the life of the owners, which teaches that. Let them stand. Yeah, person, the person who robs another of his property is considered as person who robbed him of his nefesh. Yeah. And the one who says, it's referring to the soul of the robber, it's written, Rob not the weak, because he is weak. Neither crush the poor in the gate. Hashem will plead their clause, their case, I'm sorry. The covers give him enough and the spoil of life, those who despoil him. Now, but according to the other opinion, in other words, the latter one, it says clearly, takes away the life of the owner which is mashma that the soul of the rob is taken. So Umar says, my Ba'olav, what is, according to his opinion, what is the meaning of the owner thereof? Ba'olav, the hashta is referring to its current owner. In other words, the robber would require the stolen item. V'idach, nami nefesh. The chen, it says also, and the spoil of life, those are the spoil of them, which is mashma that the soul of the robber is taken. Umar says, no, my tamkomer. What, what is the reason? In other words, my time, the covers gave And what is the reason that Hashem will despoil the life of those who despoil them? From the covering of fish, it's because they despoil the soul of their victim. If a person robs another person of Hashem it's considered as though he takes his soul from him. It says, So are the ways of everyone that is greedy, as nefesh, all of Yikach, 
um, it takes away the life of the owner thereof. And it says, And they shall consume their harvest, your bread, your sons, and your daughters. In other words, since they will consume the harvest and bread, it's as though that they consume one's children as well because there will be no food for them to eat. And it says, From the extortion of the children of Yehuda, and they have shed innocent blood in their land. And it says also, and for Shol, for his bloody house, sorry, because he put to death the Gibin. My Vaymer, what is the what does it mean and and it states? And if you say that the robber takes only his the victim's life, but the lives of the sons and the daughters are not taken. Explaining now why you run down all three psuk Right. What does it say? Right. Pasuk in Yoel is a pasuk in Shmuel. So the chesed now my vaimer. What does it mean vaimer? Says v'chitem and nefesh today. And if you say that the robber takes only his the victim's life, our nefesh one of nesav loy bananas chulter tashma. That's what the pasuk says. Besar one of nesav the flesh of a son that has daughters. V'chitem ani miliyeh shadalayav dami. Now, if you're going to say this applies only where the robber does not give. His victim compensation for the stolen item, but where he gave compensation for the stolen item, then maybe he's not compa- comparable to a murderer. Coming here from the Pazik, from the extortion of the children of Yehudah, because they have shed innocent blood in their land. In other words, extortion is, is referring to uh, forcing someone to sell an item that doesn't want to sell. Yeah, and this is a form of robbery, as the Pasuk, we see, the Pasuk equates it to a murderer. And if you're going to say, This matter applies only where he committed the robbery by direct action. But if he committed it through an indirect action, then maybe the transgression is not as severe. But from coming here, the Pasuk, it says, is for Shol and for the bloody house. Because he put to death the Gibeinu. He hated where do you find that Shaul killed the Givenim? And it says that he killed the Givenim. So you must speak on him. But due to the fact that he killed the residents of Naim, Naiv, the city of Canaan, who would provide the Givenim with water? It's the terror ascribes blame for their death as though he had killed the Givenim himself. Which says, I will leave him in Anashim, but one may purchase. Specific goods from women in certain places. When we purchase from women woolen goods in Yehuda and linen goods in Galil, but not wines, oils, and flowers. And also, you know, purchase from Abodim, and not from children. says, A woman may sell items for up to four or five dinners. In order to make a cap for her head, we assume that the husband allows her to sell these items in order to purchase additional articles of clothing. And if in all these cases where they told the buyer was of garnish, conceal his purchase, usher is prohibited to enter into transaction. Charity collectors may take something worth a small amount for a woman. But not something worth a large amount. Why? Because it's possible that they do not have permission to give away expensive items. 
Okay. Now, Mr. what does it say about the, what's, what's the deal, charity? What's the, what's the deal? We had before. The woman sells a couple items to make a keeper. No, but I'm saying, what's the deal? What's the deal with garbage stuff? Anybody, anybody, listen. Or anybody. What, what does it do with the garbage stuff? Any person. Okay. And with regards to olive pressers, later man they submit me that when we purchase from them olives in a substantial measure, Shem may be made in oil a substantial measure as a slow concern that they would steal such a large amount. But not olives in a small amount and not oil in a small amount. Um, when we purchase olives in a small amount from women in the upper basic because at times the person is embarrassed to sell olives at the entrance of his house. So he gives some olives to his wife and, and she sells it. So since there's a reason to presume that the women have been given the rights to sell the olives by their husband, it's unlikely that the woman will sell them without the permission. As even a small amount missing would be noticed due to the great value, we assume that the olives are being sold with permission. Arrived the woman of Bnei Mechazi came and tossed chains and braces before him, so that he could distribute the jewelry as tzedakah. and he accepted it from them. But we said that a gabit tzedakah may accept something worth a small amount from woman, but not something worth a large amount. Hani, he says. So basically, how can you accept jewelry which is worth a significant sum? Right, in business. So, uh, they're very rich people. These chains and bracelets are considered something small. Therefore, it's permitted to, for me to accept it from them. All right, the last mission of the Eilika Mesefta Bovakama. Strands of wool. You have the picture now, you know. There's going to be something. I'm not going to be able to explain it so well in words, but there's a picture of it, so. Okay. Strands of wool that launder removes from the garment belong to him. So it could be assumed that the customer is uninterested in them, and therefore um, it belongs to the launderer. The strands that are the carter, in other words, one who prepares wool uh, for use as textile. Um, in regards to strands of the, uh, the one who prepares wool for use as, a textile, as textile, um, removes, removes, belongs to the customer. It's assumed that the customer would want them, since the carter often removes a significant number of strands. This belongs to the balabais. A launderer takes the three threads that were inserted at the edge of the garment. And they are his. But with regards to more threads that it is, these additional threads belong to the customer. These were black threads on white garments. And he takes all of them and they are his. As the removal of the threads improves the appearance of the garment if the customer does not want them. In the case of the tailor left enough threads attached to the cloth that it could be used in order to sew with it. Or let's say a patch of cloth that were three by three left from the cloth given to the tailor by the customer. These items belong to the balabais. That which a carpenter removes from a from a um, like a tool that belongs to him, because this tool removes only small shaving of the wood, which the customer is uninterested in it. And the chisel, yeah, the slave belongs to the guy doing it. But if he removes with an axe, that so belongs to the customer. 
If he's doing his work in the domain of the Balabais, Afanasar Shabalabais, even the Sadas belongs to the customer. Yeah, everything he belongs to, yeah, it was worth some. It's funny because nowadays wood chips are dependent to like Alright,ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっとね、ちょっと
to retain these strands. So then we say, Leichen, and we presume that it's his, and you're allowed to purchase and every place one may purchase from them the cushion full of stuffing made from strands or a mattress full of stuffing made from strands. My timer was the reason. We say the reason is that even if the, this guy, this carter, stole the strands, once he uses them, he makes the cushion or mattress, he has acquired them through the change, as we said many times in the Mesefta, a shine is kind. Now the Gemara. Uh, is going to the sites of righteous that discusses which items may be purchased from various craftsmen. One may not, one may purchase, I'm sorry, from a weaver, one, I'm sorry, one may purchase, one may not, not purchase from a weaver, neither woolen wads, which are used to hold the, the, like the stuff in place, nor, uh, like heddles. You're talking to you, you're seeing to make a carpet to this. And that's just the scene that you're showing. Right. But I'm not allowed. Uh, no, that's the basis. But what each one is like, need in the case. So, and he was just called the Waz. So, this way and that way. And, uh, right. Belay Punkalin. Not threads of Punkalin. And Belay Shuni Hakiyois. Not uh, remnants of uh, of coils of thread that were left in the spool. Because we assume we, we, there's a shash that these items were taken. From the customer without the without the consent of the customer. Now, I will lay man begging the number. One may purchase spotted garments from them. Adam Shitviv Arik warp weft spun or woven. Amri Sigmara says, Amri Hashatri Shakli. Now, if you say you may purchase spun wool despite the fact that it is undergone only a small physical change. Uh boy is a necessary about woven wool, which is has undergone even a greater shini. Where it says my arig. What does it mean? Woven take is change, which is only a minor physical change. One may purchase from a diron. He's not a purchase in either pieces of wool from used for tests or pieces used as color sample. Not detached pieces of wool. Because again, right, we think that they're stolen. One may purchase from him colored garments. Tvi, which is spun, tvi and begadim and clothing. So Mar says hash tvi shavam begadim boy. So Mar says my begadim begadim means nanti means like uh, felt garments, which are not made of spun threads. Tanur abadon with another brayse and nason eris laabdon. Person that gives a hide hides to tanner hakituin batlushin the trimming of hide and the detached hairs belong to the customer. Eris laabdon belongs to the customer. But the substance that comes up while being washed in water that harishulay belongs to the tanner. Now, the Mishnah says, what does it say? Well, one person's garbage is another person's... Uh, if, if, if the threads were black on white garments, so then the launderer may take all of them. The launderer is called Katsar in Aramaic. The Katsar And he takes the short uh, shreds of wool for himself. All the threads, even those usually removed from the garments, are capped towards the minimum number a thumb length between the hole through which the trellis is inserted for its sitzes. My son is particular about these threads and makes sure that the garments of the, uh, is of the proper measurement even if the threads were to be removed. A tailor who left enough threads attached to the cloth in order to sew it, his threads belong to the customer. How much thread? Hmm? To the to the customer. 
talking, you're talking black. Sheer is the quote is to the um, the thread. The thread belongs to the customer. Okay, so Fred, if uh, Fred says something different, he says the okay, we come a litzver and the ha, um, how much thread is necessary in order to be able to sew? Um, Ravasi, Ravasi says the length of a needle outside the needle. Say two. And the other is wrapped around, or it's like two, um, two middle length. Oh, a shadow was raised before the Chachamim. Um, when Arasi says that the thread doesn't mean does he mean the size of the needle and that beyond the needle? Um, and it must be an additional amount of thread equivalent to the size of the needle. Perhaps. He meant that it must be the size of the needle, and that beyond the needle, there must be any minimal amount. In other words, is there Asi saying that the thread must be two needles length, or slightly more than one needle's length? Um, in the case of a tailor who left the thread attached to the cloth, um, but was less than, less than the necessary, the, sorry, less than the length necessary in order to sew with it, or let's say it was a patch of cloth that is less than three by three, if the balabais is makbedalin, then it belongs to the balabais. But the bina balabais makbedalin, and then our yedush belongs to the tailor. Now, so he says like this: Ibais, e amish b'shtei mel b'tzitzi. That kid, huh? Then could have been here. The one cried to his mother. Yeah, that whole story. Cried to his mother that he is the templar. That took the result. That's the tailor. Yeah, yeah, we learned about it. We learned about it. But yeah, I am just misleading. Granted, if you say that he offended the, he offended the tailor. Granted, if you say that Rabbi meant to say that the thread must be the size of the needle and beyond the needle, uh, there must be an equivalent of the size of the needle. Then, so, so since it's, uh, since a thread which is less than the length is still fit to use as stitching of a loop. But if he said Rabasi meant that the thread must be the size of the needle, and that beyond the needle there must be any amount of additional string, so less than that, what's it used for? That the customer might want to keep it. It must be the size of the needle, and that beyond the needle. Okay. Which the carpenter removes belongs to him, but what he removes with an axe belongs to the customer. When asked the that which the carpenter removes with this uh, tool, that which is severed with a saw, belongs to But with regards to that which comes out from under a drill or under a plane, uh, that which is scraped by the saw, in other words, sawdust, whereas the Mishnah Pascha is that the carpenter may keep what is removed from this tool, and the Bryce rules as a belongs to the customer. So the Gemara says, "Amarava ba'asu the tana didan ikatar tichatzini." In the place of the tana of our Mishnah are two kinds of blades used by the carpenter. And abasi karli kasha, the larger blade is called an axe. Ozar tarti karli matzad, the smaller one is called a matzad. Ba'asu the tana barit chato diiko. In the place of the tana of the rice, there's only one carpenter blade, karli matzad, and it's called a matzad. So the matzad referred in the rise is actually an axe and the rulings are therefore they're congruent they're 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 alike. That's heard about us. Yeah. And if he was doing if he was doing his work in the domain of the customer, and even the sawdust boss of the customer, stone chiselers, are not in violation of Gezel. They take leftover chips of a rock. 
And those who prune trees, those who prune vines, those who trim shrubs, those who eat plants, and those who hold vegetables. So then like this. If the Balabais belongs, then Yishbem and Gezel. And Balabais Mat Belein, if the Balabais doesn't care, and Mat Belein. And we'll finish out with the Masech. I'm going to be with the Buddha. It says, Shus, Vachaziz, daughter, and green grain, and Ben Mishum Gezel, are not subject to the Yishbem against robbery. Why? Because they grow on their own, and, and no one tends to them. Bastard the Kopti, in a place where people are particular about the ownership of these things, Yishbem and Mishum Gezel, is Gezel. I'm going to be with the Buddha. It says, and the city of Mosem Mechassia, Asher the Kopti who is a city where the residents are particular about is Hadnala Havezel Ba'asra Sliqbam Septus Babakama. We have now concluded Babakama. Shabayas. <laughs>